So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. I did it. I pushed it. I pushed it now, too. I pushed it. Okay. Um, Success. All right. Welcome to Feature Creep, colon. Built-in microwave, semicolon. Long story short, the full episode. <laughs> exactly. So I, um, I'm i here, Ned, and uh, my esteemed hosts and colleagues, uh, Lauren and Meg, are also Hi. present. Hi. Uh, Lauren uh, has been a longtime host who has recently returned from sabbatical. Emeritus. Um, emeritus, yes. Host yeah. emeritus. No, no, I just want to be a regular host. I don't just a regular host. Yeah, 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 no, I was going to say, uh, you've just been on sabbatical. Um, yes. <laughs> Furthering often, my mind and yeah, off expanding yeah. The, your horizons and learning great new things. So I really want to say on the dark continent, but like oh, it's horribly racist. I know, so but right. I, I feel like every time I hear sabbatical, it just feels like it's from an era. Of, when when yeah. I was a child and I'd heard like deepest darkest Peru, to me, mm-hmm. it's like I just well, didn't, that's where Paddington Bear is from. Yes, but yeah. like I mean, it's the same problem right like it's the same racist idea like Mm -hmm. i never knew darkest when people talked about places being dark i I just had never made the connection to me it was just like deep in the jungle or like like somehow i mean i understand that could also be problematic but like i mean the literal like it's like you know, well, dark as in the, your Germany trips that way. Ned has returned from the deepest, darkest like Frankenfurter. Right? I mean, the, like the Black Forest is there, right? Oh, yeah, and and so it does like, not the same. I think I think this just proves context. That, yes. That anyway, many um, things are not the same. Yeah. No, it's I. <laughs> That's I why never, there's no White History Month because it's not the same. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you mean just history as it's currently right. being peddled? Right. right. Yeah just history in general right mm-hmm. I so mean, i yeah. uh, i understand that i'm here to tell a very long story but but to shorten it which is not normally my thing but i yes. feel really confident and i have before, yeah. new bef- tools <laughs> before <laughs> we get to that the front oh. matter of um welcome to the podcast uh, if you are listening, I'm excited the, to be back. Thank you. Yes, and also I mean the listeners, <laughs> not you in particular, Lauren. Stop butting in. This isn't about you. Not yet. It'll be your. You'll get your chance. <laughs> it will be about uh, you in a moment. If you're listening to this for the first time, you can email us. You can email Dana. Our exe- uh, she she's the CEO now, and she is the founder of the podcast. And you can email her d a n a at fcbm.io. You can also just go to the website fcbm.io and see our contact shit. But right. send us an email, um, especially if you have frustrations or concerns about. Um, our long story that is going to be shortened um, mm-hmm. or just whatever. We like to hear from you. Uh, okay. Oh. Now we can talk about okay. your long story short, Lauren. <sighs> well, I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's talking toes. I can, no, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was <laughs> sitting on my couch and uh, all of a sudden I heard a knocking on my door. 
So this was kind of strange. Uh, I mean, for several reasons. Uh, but basically, nobody shows up and announced anymore, right? I mean, sure, yeah. Just like not- you just like the Amazon guy is the or person is the usually the only person who comes anywhere right. near and my they door. Don't really right? even knock. No, or, like they no. toss it and run. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. So it's just not how it's done. Yeah, uh, and so as it's already been established i was not expecting a package since that would be the only logical reason that somebody would come to my door um wait so so there you are sitting on your couch on my couch right and there's a knocking knocking, very unusual (laughs) yes but i mean long story short uh that's why uh i'll never swim on an empty stomach excellent that's good advice i like this story this is it Mm -hmm. it has a um, very strong beginning and a very strong ending with that sound sort of sage advice that we Mm -hmm. can all you know follow along with benefit from yep yep so long story uh, short long story short um yeah this is our uh our new segment that uh meg and i have been peppering in at the end of episodes kind of like how we used to do color of the day which we will hopefully return to um Mm -hmm. But we've uh, just been encouraging you to use your own creative uh, <laughs> absence, yes. right? Uh, it spurs a, a creative force. Yeah. So necessity. like this, this one, like there's the like mundane story of like the knock at the door, you answer the door. It's like a, a friend you haven't seen in many years. And they're like, come on, we're going swimming right now. I really want to catch up with you. And you haven't had breakfast yet. And you run out the door. And you spend all day swimming at the lake and you're starving. And then you drown. And then you drown. <laughs> I mean, well, because of the, the cramping. Yes. I thought that's after you do eat. I feel like I get Well, cramp- I mean, sometimes I more- it's both. It's, it's if you do or you don't. How right, like is balance this? You're your supposed to not it's, swim after right. you eat? It's like many things in life. You're... Yeah. I think it's after you. I, well, I it mean, matter, it's probably the fact that I'm a woman, so I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Just don't swim. Right. Or eat. Or eat. Or eat. Or, or, or run. Or run because your vagina will fall out or however the fuck <laughs> that was supposed to work. Like, they had the weirdest <laughs> shit back in the day. It was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that one. I feel like it was like women shouldn't run and like there was uh, there was all this weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I'm sure somebody said that at some point. Yeah, don't run. Some man sides will fall out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I know how I know how anatomy works. Check it out. I yeah. mean, sometimes they do fall out, but it's not for money. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's but, all kinds of medical reasons that things yeah, can happen to right. a human being. Absolutely. Well, many people have things right. Like like people with penises can also have inside parts that fall out. <laughs> yeah, Prolapse exactly. is a thing. Right. Prolapse is a thing. But it's not from running. <laughs> no. no, but people who do run in marathons poop on themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had heard that. In, the... in addition to having to tape their nipples. <laughs> from so, the chafing. Right. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. But my, my ex's sister told me about the running thing and i was like you surely Wait, the nipples you or the jest, pooping the pooping really i was like you jest and she's like no it happens and i was like <laughs> and you like are emotionally prepared when you're running <laughs> in a marathon to like run near someone run? who is just they're <laughs> so themselves? dedicated to winning this race that they're just gonna keep pooping and running at the same time and she's like well sometimes you just can't really help it 
I mean, I, I believe you. What, the pooping so like, or so being near the someone pooping. who pooped? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I was like, so this is like, this isn't about steely-eyed reserve uh, in the in the face of this a, is an like looking crowd while you shit yourself because you're so determined to win this race. It's, in other words, it's like you like lose control of your... I was assuming Guts. it's because you were eating so many of those, like, uh, whatever, sugar. Those gels. Gels. That, height, that could be it, too. A lack of fiber, as we all know. Right. Mm-hmm. And those electrolytes go right through you. Mm-hmm. There's too many mm-hmm. of them. I learned something just the other day that uh, fight or flight mm-hmm. was originally coined to refer to um, the gastrointestinal system's response to stressors, oh. not external behaviors. Really? Yeah. Gastrointestinal. Like, what is the fight in gastrointestinal frameworks? Does that mean poop comes out? Probably. What is flight? I feel like the flight might be the poop. Mm. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. It's Charles Webster uh, at the turn of the last century, I believe. And uh, Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think he was did psychology, but but yes, was originally studying the internal system's response to to stressors. Uh, clearly, my knowledge is is fairly limited. Um, hmm. Let's see. And now, everyone's favorite part: listening. Charles Webster, fight or flight? I don't. Mm, maybe I have well, it wrong. Um, I hmm. I was also going to say on the yes. topic of. Uh, <laughs> waiting after you've eaten before you go swimming which was mm-hmm. the oh um, i'm sorry i got us off track that's no okay. no 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 that's, that's okay <laughs> um while you're speaking of medical uh there was um you know this is the thing that people used to hear all the time right like growing up was that you shouldn't eat for 30 to 60 or, i mean sorry you shouldn't right. swim for 30 to 60 minutes after your last meal right um and uh, uh the mayo clinic uh website suggests that um actually it's fine um, oh, well, doesn't it know. doesn't really matter? Um, like, obviously, if you're feeling so you're so overstuffed that you might like puke on yourself, like maybe <laughs> sit. is that the fear? Is I, that no, the no, no, no. Like the fear was that people would drown. Um, right, because you'd have cramps, is what I thought it was. Yeah, I watched it was, my cousin puke up a whole spaghetti dinner on the side of a pool one time. Oh, the ice. Unpleasant. Maybe that's why they don't want you to go. I mean, there's lots eating. of reasons, sure, yeah, for keeping the pool clean, but um, or like public spaces where it's like you know, don't go run around on the dance floor if you're about to barf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just common. Damon sense. says it's about getting cramps. Uh, I mean, see, that's that's the urban legend, right? Like everybody has a different version of it. So this article suggests that the idea was originally about the idea that your gut diverts some of your blood flow to the digestion. And so you don't have as much of it available to your arms and legs. So you may get tired or fatigued and be more likely to drown, which is the explanation I remember my grandmother giving me when she was uh, scolding me for, you know, like eating a snack and then wanting to go swim immediately after. Um, Like a perfectly normal, like a perfectly normal child. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, How dare you? And so it's it really just depends. um, But all of that is bullshit. Obviously, like it's you can you know, as as human animals, like we've adapted for a long time to be eating and on the run and do a bunch of shit at the same time because Mm -hmm. fucking Mm -hmm. life is happening. So, um, you know, run away. (laughs) Anyway. yeah, so you know, go eat your piece of cake and jump in the pool right after. You're gonna be fine. Um, 
However, as yeah. Lauren pointed out in her short story, or her long story short, mm-hmm. um, whatever may have happened in your story uh, led you to believe that you really didn't want to go swimming on an empty stomach ever again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was pretty terrible. Sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In some ways, though, I'm more interested in the buildup. I mean, it's like who who was this mysterious stranger knocking at the door? <laughs> was it a person? Like, could it have been something else? I mean, well, we know it wasn't a package. It was no. a raccoon. It was a raccoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that have. Lauren uh, went to high school with. <laughs> yes. School with long. Me. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I wanted to catch up with the raccoon. Right. Really, right. This is right. an established fact. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, also, apparently, it's Walter Cannon. Sorry, I don't know. Charles, whatever. Oh. So, uh, American psychologist, uh, <laughs> physiologist. American physiologist Walter Cannon was the first to describe the flight or flight response. Got it. I'm writing this Mm -hmm. down. Super. There you go. Fight. We can look more up about whether pooping is the fight or the flight, uh, perhaps at a later date. (laughs) Gotta keep ourselves in suspense. Also, I think, you know, uh, embrace the power of and. It could be both, depending on context. (laughs) I feel like. Yes. Yes. I mean, I feel like the poop could be the stand-in for both things because maybe if you poop, it will make the other thing flight away from you. Mm-hmm. That's scaring you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people run away from poop sometimes. I think a lot of people run away from poop. My cat used to run away from poop. He would poop and then he would yep. dart away from it. My cats do that too, um, especially because we have litter boxes on all the floors. So they frequently involves going up or down stairs uh-huh. at a particular speed that I'm like, you just pooped. I can tell. Uh-huh. I can tell how you take those stairs. You're running. That you're running away from poop. That's very humorous. Mm-hmm. I mean, poop can be threatening. Mm-hmm. Poop can be many things. Poop is made of many things. Also true. <laughs> this is the poop episode. So here's a funny thing about poop. Uh, if it comes from certain animals, it can carry um, tetanus spores in it. And I learned about the fact that I'm allergic to tetanus vaccines many, many years ago, and I haven't had one ever since. And just the other day, I learned about how prevalent tetanus is. And it's a fucking miracle I've survived. <laughs> yeah, tetanus. I mean, it's I'm, like everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, how have I not died of tetanus everywhere. already? So now I'm like so paranoid that I think I need to talk to a doctor and be like, how can we get me a tetanus vaccine? Like, has there been some magic advancement in the mm, type of vaccines that mm-hmm. I could get one now where I couldn't in the 80s and 90s? Like, can someone please help me not die of this horrific thing? Yeah. It's also pretty terrible when you have it. Because I think it involves like muscle well, spasms yeah, and it's stuff. Like, yeah, it's so the bacteria gets into your body and then they, Im, they when they're respirating and just going about yeah. the business of living, they poop out stuff that your body is neurologically Usually. not okay with. Mm-hmm. And so it, it causes all this horrific nerve damage and it's terrible and it causes pain in all your joints at the same time and it causes your muscles to contract uncontrollably and it's like really horrific and then your spine like bends backwards and like all these terrible things happen and then you die it's like the worst uh um molly experience ever right i've also had like enough of the shingles with the cramping and the nerve damage so like i really don't want to get tetanus also if it was anything like the allergic reaction to the tetanus vaccine that was fucking terrible like i was wishing for death both Mm. times 
But if you've had the vaccine, then wouldn't you have some immunity? But maybe it, not. It wears off after uh, 10 years. And okay. the last time I got the vaccine was when I was 15 years old. Gotcha. Mm. So I, I really want to be able to solve this problem, but I feel like I have nothing useful. I know, to add. right? So I can't put any like manure. I can't use any manure in the yard or anything. Mm-hmm. Also, don't eat dirt. Right. <laughs> and they were, I, w- I asked some people who make a particular brand of cow manure if they. Like a radiator or something? If they, well, and the fucked up thing is that like tetanus spores last like most spores indefinitely in the environment until there's an optimal conditions for them mm-hmm. to like activate. And so like I don't know that the standard process of sterilizing cow manure actually de- does uh. anything whatsoever to tetanus spores. Mm. Like it, it will kill off bacteria and viruses and things like that. But I don't know about the spores. I don't either. Like I don't think... Just I mean, there standard... are things that do kill off spores. Yes. But I I feel way out of my element. I, I mean... It's very uncomfortable. I don't like it. It very <laughs> right? much depends. It really depends on the... Um, the Like a lot of factors. And, and like you said, like tetanus is well designed to survive a very long time in a wide variety of environments. Yeah. Um, but I also thought you need to have a fair amount of concentration. Also, I just interrupted you, Ned. My apologies. <laughs> uh No. No, no, no. Um, that's a that's a very valid and good point, and that's that's part of the problem, right? So, like the like, there's that the simplest equation is sort of the balance between how how good is your immune system at fighting off that particular mm-hmm. organism, and how right. much of that organism shows mm-hmm. up at any given one time point, right? right? Yeah. Um, and yes. so, you know, if enough of it shows up to overwhelm your immune system before your immune system can really kick into full gear and take care of it, or depending on how it, you know, how the immune system can even attack it that all of those are factors that gets very complicated but um you're not wrong it's like just getting exposed to a you know a single spore of tetanus it's probably something we've all breathed into our lungs from time to time like it's not that's not the problem the real problem is like you know you've stepped on a nail and a good dose of it just got injected into your bloodstream Right. Where it I can stepped on, yeah. I stepped on a nail one time and I was like, oh my God, is this the beginning of a very painful end? <laughs> and I just had right. to wait. I just had to wait and find out if I was going to die in two weeks. <laughs> right. That's all you can do. That's what you I do. I didn't. Meg, I feel like you've had so many experiences like this. I have had Health. so. Like, just wait and see if this kills you. So many of these things. Yeah. Now I'm just like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, you could just I, be I've like. I've had so much exposure therapy to near-death experiences they just don't bother me anymore i mean exposure therapy is it's Uh, my understanding is the evidence is mixed on it (laughs) well is it a thing i mean it's a thing but is it a thing so many of these therapies are right yes yeah it's 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 like you know it's definitely not a panacea it's like you know if you feel like you're allergic to sharks getting exposed to sharks isn't gonna like make you less you know, less likely to die from shark bites, right? Like, <laughs> right. and so depending on what we're talking about, like, um, you know, I'm allergic to cats and uh, my partner really likes cats and has a cat. And so that's a, um, it's not a point of contention because we don't live together, so it's fine. But um, at some point when we want to live together, it could be- I was like, it'll only be a problem if you want to live together, Ned. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so like, I've looked into the concept, like you can get these- uh, mm-hmm treatments and Mm -hmm. um i have one friend who had it and he 
a lot of his allergies went down, but he was never not allergic to cats. Like he had less allergies with other stuff, but mm. with the cat thing, it just didn't fix anything. What was the treatment? I don't they remember. He give you there's there's um you originally it was with shots. You would get shots, mm. and it's and I'm for several sure years. Yeah. Oh God. Um, but I, I do know people who've had it and have pretty have very good results. Now there's a sublingual. Uh, version which my understanding is uh more effective oh. because of how it enters is this just the body. for cats um i know of people getting it for cats and dogs oh. the people i know that have gotten it but Amazing. it's possible they have other stuff also there is now i believe a certain food you can feed cats and it changes the production of the protein <gasps> that is present in saliva, which is what most people are allergic to in some way or another with cats. This sounds like a problem for it's like a special food and you have to biology. get it. Yeah. yeah, you have to get it from the vet or whatever. But my understanding is it mm. works very well for most people. What if we just like genetically engineered all the cats? Engineered all what the cats so that right, yeah, wouldn't be a problem anymore. <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Great idea. Let's do that. Let's. Let's oh uh speaking of which we have to do an episode about the um uh scientist who did the germline editing of those two twins and then oh. went to jail for like 3 years because mm -hmm. he is out and the fucking scientific community is letting that guy practice again. Yeah. Yeah, I think we briefly touched on this one time. Yes, um, and so I already know what the title of that is. It's going to be the title of that episode about this guy is going to be do you want to give it away? A quote oh, that yeah, I got from oh, okay. an article that I was reading about yeah. him. Riddled with egregious ethical and scientific lapses. <laughs> such a good title. It's such a good title. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a weird thing that's happening right now. That guy's yeah. back out. And the other weird thing that like we'll get around to when we talk about this at length is that um, like this guy didn't operate in a vacuum. Like he didn't just like do this in his fucking kitchen. Like he was a respected scientist who worked in labs for a really like, long got time. Funding and had like and that support got funding to do that. And yeah. people knew what he was up to. And then when he fucking did it, it it was like he was uh, everybody was like you're on your own pal i am not i'm not going to be involved with the first i didn't know my this. millions of dollars was going to that right 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 exactly so there's this whole like backstory like i mean it's crazy that this guy did it to begin with um but it's also insane how many people helped him and yeah. then were like ah, i don't know you at the last moment <laughs> well that does seem like kind of a thing in medical ethics of like you can have these I don't know, ideals or parameters, but mm -hmm. like somebody's going to break them. Well, right. I think particularly I feel like that with human genome editing, like there will always be people who want to try to fix problems yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. The, I like, think. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, you're touching on the problem of like self-governance, right? Like that's just, it's a problem. It's problematic. It's, it's hard. Um, you know, you don't always want to inflict all of your morals on everybody, but at the same time, like, you know, you have to kind of recognize, and I hope as a society we can grow and be like, okay, you know, these things are bad because they cause harm to other people. Right. And these things are gray area because they may cause harm to selves, but we don't want to be so draconian that you can't have the freedom of choice for yourself and make decisions about, you know, like, like also what is harm right like if right. i decide yeah. like yeah so it just it's it's a problem i do like want to most oh god ahead. no you, <laughs> you were going to say something 
Well, I was going to say the most interesting discussion I have heard around that comes yeah. from uh, disability justice communities, sure. where it's like people outside of our community want to edit out our disabilities because they're saving people from being right. blind or deaf. But members of those communities are like, I don't want to be erased. Right. Like deaf people have a thriving deaf culture that is mm -hmm. often unique in different areas. Like we wouldn't find it acceptable to genetically edit out other cultures. Right. right. I and just don't really care for brown hair personally. So I feel like yeah. that just needs to. Oh, wait. Am I already I mean, talking about Let's also just talk about how eugenics <laughs> are like underlying so many things. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Idiocracy. Uh, it's, it's, I, yeah. It's I wanted to. I wanted to point out kind of a funny thing. Which is Lauren oh, yes, was like, sorry. Lauren's yeah. like, oh, Tell do us the we funny eugenics? Do we want to? No, not even about eugenics. Do we want to reveal like the new title? And I was going to say, well, generally we're not into bearing the lead, nor are we looking to like create <laughs> clickbait. Um, like we try to like have the information close to the catch, you know. So it's like, oh, right. question was asked. Here's the answer right here's away. You answer. don't have to wait till the end. And six hours <laughs> later, after hearing all our advertising, you can find out that it's really kind of a flat, boring shit. Um, right. But I was just recognizing the irony of our new segment of <laughs> Long Story Short <laughs> and how it's like, it's like, it's all the worst things because there is no answer, right? Like, uh -huh. it's just like you're left hanging. Like, what the fuck just happened right there? Right. Um, or all or, the best things. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you're, if anticipation and wonder is your thing, welcome. well, how do you feel about the ending of Lost in Translation? I don't remember it. Oh, I loved it. Um, it's very I, ambiguous. I yeah like I loved it because to me that was the answer right like it wasn't yes it's yes. ambiguous but it's like ambiguous like it's like here have some ambiguity is not the same as being like we there is an answer but we're not going to tell you ah uh, yeah right right well I guess in in saying that the long story short is all the best things I feel it's the former the ambiguity it's like oh, here have yes. some ambiguity there is lots of ways you could get from this point to that point. right right there's yeah. not a single one that we're not telling you there's just lots you could think of right like totally. there's no secret that there is actually no like right. canonical right. middle part right. to this story <laughs> oh I, I'm sorry did I give it all away there's no, no. canonical <laughs> middle to <laughs> <for> the story <laughs> How's your Dungeon Twenty Three project going? Are you still doing? Oh, that? I have stalled. I'm about I'm about fifteen days behind, and I need to get caught up. Um, I've been what going for a while. What if you just do a lot of like dungeons in a day? One that you post like two days from now, and then you'll suddenly be ahead. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that I have the pages marked in the book, and it's more like a ah. it's I it's not about posting them. I see. like I you know I may I'd love to post them because it's fun to get feedback, but. Also, I've I've done ones I haven't posted. Mostly, it's just like the personal endeavor um, of like filling out the pages, and and right now I'm about yeah. 15 days behind, which is um, not ideal. But I'm hoping to kind of do some this weekend and get back into it. I just like all of a sudden, like I just hit this wall, and it was like I stopped doing. I was doing watercolor all the time. Mm -hmm. I stopped doing those every night. I haven't done watercolor in like two weeks. I haven't done any of the Dungeon Twenty. I really things, enjoyed so. your watercolors. Thanks. Yeah. The ones that you posted on They're the so internet. Good. Yeah. Can you I do the pages out of order? I mean, yeah, but I don't. I, I. It doesn't. There's really no reason to because there's not like, like, why would I? It's just like I need to do 15 to get caught up 
If mm-hmm. I do one, I'll do one tomorrow. Like whenever I want to do one, I just do it. It doesn't have yeah. to be like it's supposed to be one every day or one for every day. And that's kind of what I've, I have. My goal is to have done 365 of them this year. And so um, you can stack some. I can. Yeah. Like I've certainly like for a while I would do like most of them on a Sunday evening. And then mm-hmm. during the week I might do one or two more. Um, and then what just happened is like the last couple of weekends, I just kind of didn't didn't have opportunity to get caught mm-hmm. up and. I have some questions. Yes. If it doesn't matter if you post them Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you do them out of order. Well, there is no, the order is just linear as in like today was, you know, this is the next one to do. There's no, I make them up on the spot. So the order is, you know, it's just, it's imagine there's page numbers in a journal, right? 365 and it's just whatever the next blank page is, that's where I should put one. Well, but so imagine we have, 365 pages in a journal what if you yep. just ripped out 15 pages of the journal then you could still do <laughs> but journal's why? worth and you yes. just if you're making up. it all up is my point what are the yes. things you can make up and you can't well one of the why things i can make up f- is that i completed it and it's done already like i like it doesn't i i don't i i understand what you're saying and i think i'm already there which is just that I was enjoying doing it and I'm hoping to get back there and I may never, but I probably will like, you know, and when I do it, I sit down and I just do them sequentially. I want to do one. If if I, uh, I want to do one. Okay. Yeah. I bet you could. Should I do one and send it to you? Should I wait until I see your book and put it in I think Ned has to tear out a page and mail it to you. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. Um, if I mail you one and then you tape it in somewhere, I could do that. Uh, or no, but then it would be 366 and if that's, you that or you could well, here's what you could do um you i there's more the journals that i have are those hobonichi um yes. blank ones do you have yeah. one of those the small yes. ones uh, i have one of the small ones somewhere i have to find it well um if you have one of those you could start you guys could do some in there Mm. and don't date the pages just do them as i do the spread which is yes. just the two it's a two-page the spread two-sided on yeah yeah you could just do one in there and then when you send it to me i'll just fill it out because I, I i will fill up all of this one and still need two more books before the year is done oh good okay this will be a fun project yes why can't you make up the parameters of the year though i don't under i what do you mean well <laughs> if time is made up yeah couldn't couldn't you I mean, say look, that a year is 340 days and then you still have sure. 365 and 340 i was actually i, I don't it's way, because but. i'm doing it for myself there is no like win or lose right i mean the win is well, that i've already is, won like, well, but there clearly is this thing otherwise you wouldn't be behind that's the piece that i'm like but if it's all made up how why can't you make up not being behind because i don't want to Ah, that's a fair answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because because what I want to do is to try and do all 365 of them this year. Mm-hmm. But you still can. Yes. I think you're ascribing extra negativity to the concept of behind. Like, it is just a fact that I do not have more entries than there are days in the year that have gone by so far. So far. And sure. that when I say behind, that's what I mean. Like, I have not mm-hmm. done it in a couple weeks and mm-hmm. so I am sure. not caught up with our current date. Sure. That's all I that's all there is to it. I don't sure. have like 
it's not but not though yeah but <laughs> mostly i just am curious about the whole idea of like i'm gonna make stuff up but what are the things we can't make up and you've already said you can't make up that you finished it without actually doing it yep right and you've said you can't rip pages out of the book i, I, I it's not i mean i can do all of these things yeah, i just yeah, don't want to not to right i've right, decided not that's, to that's yes. all i'm asking yes gotcha yeah. you've Look, told me that there's a made-up world and i'm just asking what are the rules <laughs> what are the rules yes that's fair what are the um, made-up rules in your made-up world the made-up rules made up yes rules and made-up worlds ned you and i were trapped at another conference last night uh, oh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> ned is it a I, terrible conference yes it always is and we're oh. never getting paid to be there oh. and <laughs> we can't figure out how to get out of the building that the conference is being held in That's that is the, the main problem and we keep running into people who either try to derail <gasps> our plan to leave or people who are trying to block us from leaving and we're like no we're leaving because you're not paying us and we're not doing this anymore and we can never get out and ned and i have now had almost identical dreams on the same night of the same oh thing God. that's worse <laughs> than showing up for the test naked or whatever oh my god uh, at least that'd be something interesting oh my god i don't have any clothes i'm running through the halls naked right, right. yeah no like wanting to leave a terrible conference and not being able to yep Oh, that's just like bureaucratic. Just the, yes. It's a dystopia, yeah. right? Is that in the design yeah, dystopia? There's like a lot of going up and down stairs and mm-hmm. in and out of rooms that never go where you want them to go. And like <laughs> doors that don't shut all the way so you can't keep people from coming <sighs> back into back the room. In. Uh-huh. And like just like all the terrible, <laughs> like nothing threatening or violent in terms of it being a nightmare. Like nothing scary, just like extraordinary frustration. But it's at all like low key yes. bureaucratic uh, consent <laughs> violations. Yes. That sounds kind of horrifying in its own way. I mean, like this is just sort of just describes experiences Ned and I have actually had together. I thought you were going to say late stage capitalism. (laughs) The answer to every horror story. (laughs) That too. Yeah. Uh, That too. Oh man. Um, Lauren, uh, I have to tell you, and I, I don't know that I really, did we speak about that like my my second ill-fated job that lasted three weeks <laughs> no i i only heard about the f- the f- the quitting right okay which so is possibly your favorite part of jobs my, my neighbor dan ned have we talked about this on any of the podcasts i don't know if we've i don't ever think done. so don't so think my so. neighbor dan was like is this your second food service job that you quit and i was like well i mean it wasn't really food service but it had a <laughs> lot to do with food so yeah technically i mean we did serve food but it was like a cafe so it wasn't like we were right. making food i, I didn't cook anything but he was like maybe you just shouldn't do food work anymore right. I was like, I, yes this is clear uh, to me now thank you again i have some questions about your made-up rules <laughs> well so you i was like i'm following lauren's proud footsteps i decided to get a job at the north loop location of cooks of crocus hill oh yes which was a little weird and like kind of it was okay good thing we like, bleeped I, that out because we definitely don't want to no, just right. I, I don't admit that I work for some people. For well, I was. I don't mean to derail this too much, but I was just consulting someone on doing a podcast, and I was oh, yeah. relaying our sort of philosophy of like not naming people that were like kind of right. You know. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yes, well, listeners. I did work for a long time at a different who, of course, has already been beeped out. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, gourmet kitchen retailer. Gourmet Kitchen Retailer, who is no longer around anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. No there longer a competitor. No longer a competitor oh. to the place that I work. Uh, so. Uh, I, I mean, there's no reason you can't say this. It's all factual. No, I'm, no. Like, it's it's, fi- it's yeah. all factual. I worked yeah. there for three weeks. It was fine. 
Um, it was by no means the worst job I've ever had. But then, uh, like, there was just some stuff that happened that happens in the normal course of running a business, but the people who ran the business were not honest about it, and they uh, were not honest about it right to my face. And I could tell that they weren't uh-huh. being honest about it. And I'm like, well, I just don't work for people who lie right to my face. Yep. And so then it was over after three weeks. But, like, whatever. It was fine. It, it's just kind of funny because I <laughs> the whole time I was there, I was thinking, like, I'm, I'm just like Lauren. Like, yeah. I'm talking to people about <laughs> knives and stuff. Yeah. And it was great. And I had, like, and then I had this whole conversation with somebody about mortar and pestles and which ones I like and I sold one to them that was cast iron that I really want to get for myself too but now I don't work there anymore the like cast the, iron ones are really nice I know and the whole thing about me working there was like I was like okay I have all this time on my hands and mm-hmm. like at the time I think I was going a little fucking crazy because I was taking care of this dying cat who is now dead and like I my day did not feel like it was under my control at mm-hmm. all and I felt like I wasn't doing anything specifically structured ahead of time with my time and mm-hmm. so it just felt like every day was bleeding into the next day oh. and I was like and I felt like I wasn't really maximizing my time i am not the type of person who's like work is a virtue and you need to be constantly increasing your productivity to maintain your virtue like i don't believe in that at all i work is bullshit but i was like maybe it does provide structure it does provide structure and i really want some expensive fucking pots and pans and how this happened is damon and i i know i got some nice you got some nice fucking stuff so damon and i went to the crocus of crocus hill on grand avenue and the other location that i worked at was in downtown minneapolis and the grand avenue location is over in st paul and the St. Paul store had a sign up that they were hiring, mm. which I didn't really notice because I wasn't thinking about getting a job until we looked at a set of pots and pans that cost as much as a used car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want these pots and pans, but I cannot justify buying mm-hmm. them without getting a job. Literally. And you do usually get an employee discount. 30%. Oh, that's better than my store did. That was, I was amazed by that. And they have beautiful food we did because they partner with this bakery. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. If you need high-end kitchen equipment, that's your store. If you need really good bakery food, mm. they got you covered for that too. They also have a working relationship with Spoon and Stable, which mm-hmm. is this like James Beard restaurant across the street. And like, I don't have anything to say about the quality of the things that they do. They are like, it's great. I just was like, wow, this you handled this personnel thing really weird. And I don't want to put up with that because I'm in the position to not have to yeah yeah and so i was like i'm just not doing that but what happens subsequent to that is where this story really gets interesting oh so i was standing the morning that i was told the information that i now know to be untrue and suspected to be untrue at the time but verified subsequent to that uh i was there with two co-workers when they gave us this news right in the middle of our shift and my co-worker was in the process of telling me about when she lived in the bay area for 18 years how she worked for a company that had very big problems separating work life from private life and i was like is this every company in the bay area And so she was telling me about this. And while she was describing this situation where she had to go on this work retreat with people and they put adult human beings in bunk bedrooms, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not staying in a room with other people in bunk beds. (laughs) And her company was like, why not? And she's like, you're going to make me explain this? And they were like, yeah. And she's like, because I'm 48 fucking years old. Right. Like, no, I need a private room. I'm not sleeping with other people in a sleepover. I'm an adult woman. These are my coworkers. Like, no. Well, and when they're your coworkers. Like, it's if you, right? if you, if you the, have opted yeah. in, I would sleep in a bunk bed with sure. you or Ned. But, but there's that be would be voluntary. Right. 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 So they, they. Not my employer forcing me. Right. right. So it became this whole HR issue. And she oh was like word. in the midst of telling me about this when our HR. People walk up to us and they're like, hey, by the way, this person doesn't work here anymore, but everything's fine. 
and you don't have to worry about it in this other thing. And we're like, what? what? And so like everybody just sort of stood there with our mouths hanging open because we were like in the middle of a weird story about a weird work situation and then another, <laughs> another weird, weird work, work situation work. got layered right on top of it while we were talking about it. It was like, what the fuck is going on? So Inception. I Yeah, work weirdness inception. So Damon came and picked me up from work that day and I got in the car and this was right after my cat died, like two days after oh. the cat died. And I was just in like no fucking mood. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just like, shit's too fucking crazy right now. So like I got in the car and I'm like, I'm definitely quitting this job. And mm-hmm. Damon's like, what? Because it had been a little weird. And I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And like the scheduling was kind of tricky and all these things. And I was like, maybe I made a huge mistake. And then our cat started to get sicker and sicker. And I was like, I should never have given my time away to people outside of the house. Yeah. Because now that I'm doing it, I'm realizing that I do actually do a lot of stuff all yes, day long. It's just I'm kind of on call and at the beck and call in the whims of like all these things that are not in my control and I think that's what I was like responding to but I didn't really crystallize that sure. before I got the job which you know that was kind of the point of the job is right. like to Help focus learn. some shit mm-hmm. right yep. so anyway the cat gets really sick and so we had to put the cat to sleep and then um uh, my cat Biggles and then uh, I I just was like have I made like an egregious mistake just like ever leaving my house ever again yes <laughs> and, yes, and then that yes. happened and I was like oh my god so I get back in the car I'm like well yeah that did it for me like it wasn't a it, it didn't come down to me feeling like I should or shouldn't keep the job and it did come down to whether or not I felt like I could do the work or whatever it came down to like I just have a policy of not working right. for people who lie to me and that made that decision really easy yep um, and so when I got in the car and told Damon about it he's like oh yeah well that does it mm. and damon and i have now spent the last like six years of our lives quitting jobs for ethical reasons yep. uh-huh. like one after another like fucking bowling pins just knocking them down so i was like well you know there goes another one and so we got home at like 3 30 4 o'clock in the afternoon and i <laughs> I opened up my Gmail because I'm like, mm, I guess I'll like dick around on the internet. And I opened up my Gmail and I see an email from this uh, company. Huh? And I'm like, oh, you guys didn't. And so this email was this big, long, like, oh, this is what's happening now. Like, we've made, you might have noticed some changes. changes. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you fuckers. And so, like, I look and they have cc'd all of us on the retail team at all of our personal email addresses and i was like oh my god damon oh my god damon do you know what they did they they carbon copied all of us on this email and he was like holy shit and i was like i I gotta do it and he's like you have to and i was like oh my god what but what should i do and he's like you dynamite the pilots (laughs) (laughs) so i set to work immediately writing a response to this email reply all here we go oh yes yes Yes, if you're going to carbon copy everybody that works for you at their yes. personal like email address, all these private I'm email ad- contact information to all these people. On a reply yeah. mm-hmm. all. So I was like, oh, this is where we go. So I, I texted Ned right away and I was like, hey, what are you doing right now? Because you should stop doing that and help me write this letter of resignation. <laughs> and then I think I texted you maybe later that evening. You're I like, I'm you almost did. done with my letter of resignation. Yes, and I was so excited to tell yeah. you about the thing because of the cooking thing. So uh, we write this letter and I basically was like all comma (laughs) i am so disappointed you know and i just went on this tirade of like how it's like totally unacceptable should i read the letter it's like totally unacceptable what they did and like i i I, I don't appreciate being lied to the other thing the real thing that really did it the the clincher right was in the ps it said something to the effect of 
also, uh, it's in extremely poor form <laughs> to carbon copy <laughs> your entire staff mm-hmm. yeah. at their personal email addresses. It is gauche. It gauche. opens them up to risk. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. The subtext of which is because people like me come along mm-hmm. and take advantage <laughs> of these fucking situations mm-hmm. to make you look like assholes in front of your entire staff, which is what I did. And uh, I was basically like, I'm out. Um, this was like a really ham-fisted way to handle this that was careless and not very nice and undermined the team mm-hmm. and such and such and such, you know. Anyway, I sent it off and I got like a bunch of, a bunch of like support on the back end. I won't say who because, you know. Right. I mean, but anyway, to make a long story short, that's story why short, you never go swimming. I never go swimming. That's why I never go swimming period. on an empty stomach. It was kind of funny, too, because the last day that I worked there, some lady uh, bought some quiche and it's very expensive quiche and it's excellent. Yeah. Like it has. I'm never eating anybody else's quiche ever again. Is this from Black Walnut? No, it's oh. from Belcor. Oh, Belcor, and they're about yeah. be- their spinach Black quiche. Walnut does have a very nice quiche, too. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. I do love quiche. And it was kind of funny because this lady came in and got quiche and then she called like 20 minutes later to say she hated the quiche. <gasps> and I was like, really? <laughs> I've had those moments where people wow. are like, this is terrible. And you're like. I don't understand. Oh. It's like the best quiche I've ever had in my entire fucking life. Taste is subjective. And she wanted me to know that she knows quiches. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. based on her appeal to authority. Right. Um, her own personal authority as a quiche expert. It was too salty. It was <sighs> too salty. <laughs> That's what she said. I mean, there's no way that you could have recovered from that. And clearly there's no, no. way this episode can recover no. from from that. Nope. I will tell. I, I will say this: one of the chefs uh, on one of the days that I was working made this beautiful porchetta. Mm-hmm. And normally, I don't eat pigs, mm-hmm. especially because I love them so much. But Italian style or or Iron Range? Because apparently, the Iron Range of Minnesota has its own subcategory of porchetta. Whoa, fascinating! Uh, this one was Italian. Yeah, I know that for sure that because be the person guess. who made it was also yeah. Italian. Um, uh, but I just thought like, well, this is kind of like the point of working in this place, right? Like when yeah. the chef makes a fucking porchetta, yep. you eat it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it was delicious. But, oh I my God, I regretted it. I was burping porchetta for like two days because oh I couldn't God, digest yeah. the meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> porchetta burps. Uh, so yeah, that was my brief foray into yet another food-related <laughs> food job adjacent. that only lasted three weeks Wait, again. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's my limit oh. for these types of... Jobs, working I with guess. other people. working with any other people besides the two of you or the person <laughs> I live with. <laughs> yep. Yep. I told Ned from now on my whole thing. Anybody asks me for anything, I'm gonna be like, my consulting fee is four hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. and I'm going to need a signed SLA before we mm-hmm. begin. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Can you help me? No. Uh my consulting fee again uh-huh. is four hundred fifty dollars an hour. I have not and been paid not been for paid. my last consultation with you. <laughs> So <laughs> you are still owing you are an outstanding balance for the last consultation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe uh, that brings us to the end of our time together this evening. Does it? Ned, does it, does it not? Yeah. I mean, sure. We're at it 45 can, minutes. Oh. 45 minutes. Well, yeah. I thought Ned had to go. I was trying to be oh. diplomatic. I, do. I thought uh, Ned yeah. had to go. I mean, I've got a few extra out? minutes. Like, Are I you definitely. Sure? Yeah. Like, we I should definitely. I thought you said you had to go 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I need to leave in about 15. So we're fine. Oh, okay. um, or like, wrap I can't up tell in about time. 15 minutes. Right. Uh, that's okay. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell time. 
We definitely have, Meg, at some point we should probably talk about some of the things we've done together um, that we, when we started this podcast, like how the precipitate, how this precipitated out of some of that stuff. Yes. Um, And I know it involves some tents. It mm-hmm. definitely there were tents involved for sure mm-hmm. maybe a built-in microwave things or at least were heavy very discussions tense. things were very tense they were very <laughs> intense composting um, toilets do i have that right yes. well <laughs> anyway um but i think that that's like uh we'll have to kind of talk about that and see where we where we are um i mean i i know the starting point it yeah. involves a fast car it involves a very fast car an yes. ethical dilemma ethical yes. dilemmas yeah, yeah. and all of your best stories do, Meg. Yeah. And long story short, <laughs> long story short, and one of us in was Las Vegas. Yeah, in Las yeah. Vegas. We stopped in Las Vegas just to poop. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the town's got to be good for something. Yeah, we slowed the car down from 125 for a few minutes just to poop, and then got back on the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had a lot of things we had to get done. That Someone had binoculars. Yeah, shotgun mm-hmm. had binoculars to look out for uh, speed traps and. Uh huh. Oh my god! And on that, we'll have to flesh out this trip. But like, we'll just say for now that that was one of the best um, road trips I had ever been on because while we were going that. very very fast in a very fast yeah. car, a bunch of other people were like, "Hey, these people seem like they know what they're doing," and we had like a caravan of uh-huh. like four or five of us blazing across the desert for several hours together yeah, it was at pretty like fun. triple digit speeds just like crazy fast mm-hmm. and i was like they can't arrest all of us and i feel like all of us had that same sort of vibe like mm-hmm. they'll pick off one of us but they're not going to get all of us those yeah, canadian like the- truckers got the idea from you guys <laughs> the um right. uh, whenever i hear triple digits i always just think of uh the very beginning of um uh flight of the concords when when brett uh when jermaine is like well, you know, like Brett's like talking about how many people he slept with or something. And he's yeah. like, he's like, well, you know, like triple figures. He's like, three is not a triple figure. <laughs> <laughs> right. There were three cars, Meg. There, there were three, three cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> we were going 20 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just choose to represent it with a decimal. So it's yeah. two zero point zero. And uh-huh. then it's. Yes. There's three there's three mm-hmm. significant figures for sure. Three right, it's yeah. it's triple significant figures. I feel yeah. like someday if I come across or if uh, a Camaro or if that Camaro comes across me, I'm just going to snatch that fucker up. I'm going to be like, "You're not going to believe what I just bought today. Don't be mad. I don't ask me how much I spent. Ask me how much I saved." Yes, right. <laughs> I got a 2018 Camaro, just what like color? the one we drove. Uh, it's got to be either the gunmetal gray or black. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yep. Not and white. You got heavily tint the windows. Not white. No, no, oh, wait, no, okay. wait, no. It's got to be a dark. Isn't that hideous Lamborghini, the Countach oh. in that, that uh, Cannonball Run movie? That's yeah. That's the ugliest Can white. I, yeah. I think it's white. White cars, unless they're like a Toyota Camry or something. Or... No, I think white cars are always ugly, but that's just me. <laughs> they just look they're like fleet ugly. cars. It's just like corporate fleet cars, yes, right? It's they like do. It just, you know, you paint them all white. They're all the same color, trucks, yeah. cars, yeah. whatever. Just fine. But yeah, that uh that car was great. And man, that car was so comfortable for a long trip. Like we did so many miles on that circuit mm-hmm. that we drove that weekend yeah. and it was so fat. We went so fast and we did the full thing. We went all the way up the coast and down again and like mm-hmm. um we were so comfortable in that car the whole time. It like that well, is nobody a had to sit in the back seat, car. right? We did it's have only a, friend, comfortable in the a very tiny There was no back seat. There basically was no back seat. But when we I'm went on the sure way there up was, there, there wasn't one at all because I don't think you could even lean the then seat. Then where did back. you put your friend? No, because we were listening to the song Bitch and Camaro with our friend who lives in oh, yes, Washington. Oh, yes, that's right. Yep. 
in the and back seat. They were in the back seat for a portion of the time That's that we were right. on this circuit. Yes. Right. And since they weren't in the trunk, there must mm-hmm. have been something between the front seat and the, the trunk. trunk. It was a big trunk, too. That's I mean, right. yes. most of the space behind the driver's seat was like trunk with yeah. a tiny seat smashed mm-hmm. in between the driver's seat and the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a little jump Very seat. Very tiny. But you know, like if you have a two door car, then nobody can help you mo- ask you to move shit. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole reason you have them is my understanding. Right. That's yeah. why I have to suffer with this two door car so I don't have to suffer worse getting people moved around. All the also, time. nobody wants to get in the back seat too. Uh-uh. So nobody right. wants to ask you for a ride. Although I will always get in the back seat of a car with jump seats because I fold up into like mm-hmm. a pocket person. Meanwhile, I have ridden in the back of, oh, now I don't remember what sports car it was. It was mm. very uncomfortable. It was, it was profoundly uncomfortable. <laughs> profoundly yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, you, you and Ned being the same size as me would right. know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was Absolutely. very, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. It was tight fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was a Mustang. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. A, mm. They are really uncomfortable. I rode in a Mustang one time and there was way less room in that Mustang than there was in the Porsche 911 that I rode in. Oh, yeah. Porsches are... But yes, I, I would. Like, hey, that's been that's my experience right. in the interior. It was one of those uh, m- uh, Mustangs from the '90s too. It was like a, like a. I bet you it was like a '97 or something oh. like that that I was in. I don't know it. enough about Mustangs to know what years they were producing. Have they produced mm-hmm. them consistently since the '70s? Mm, since before that, I think the Mustangs were Came like out in 1960s the- cars. I don't know for sure. Though. I will. Oh, Mustangs will. are '60s. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. true. But have yeah. they produced them continuously? Oh, I that I don't. I don't, I don't think they so. produced one in the eighties that had like a ten liter engine in it. Do you remember that? Um, no, vague, vaguely, like enormous engine in that car. I mean, that is sort of the ethos of American muscle cars. Is sort of like yeah. Just I just huge, think of a Mustang engine. is like not a muscle car though because it's like so tiny. It's like a roadster. I think of Mustangs is in the same category as like those convertible Corvette roadsters from the 60s that astronauts drove around mm-hmm. in all the time. Like there's these like kind of like top so down little a sporty car. cars as opposed to a muscle car. Muscle cars like a Barracuda or a, a GTO or a Camaro or a Trans Am or I know all these things because I'm white trash. Um, I feel like a Trans Am and a Mustang. Or a, so, or a, a Firebird. I so, used to want a Firebird so bad when I was a little kid. They didn't, they didn't put... Um, it wasn't commercially available to have the V10, but it was in 1999. Ford made the concept car that had a V10. Oh, uh, so you're not wrong. It was just that they basically were like, uh, "Well, the Dodge Viper came out, so we're gonna put, we're gonna yeah. take our uh, 6.8 liter Triton V10, which was a truck engine. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're yeah. just gonna put mm-hmm. it in there and see how right. it goes." It was called the yeah. Boss 351. <laughs> just put Boss on it. Oh, my God. Why not just double it? Just call it the Boss Boss. I wonder how many of those people started and then immediately crashed into something. No, that's the Bugatti, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, oh, my God. I would love to have one of those. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm assuming nobody because there was just the one. And so it just kind of like. It never got driven. Sure. Concept it, car. It it got drove around a little bit and and nobody managed to you know the mm-hmm. one driver who yeah. was allowed to drive it did not crash it I I don't know <laughs> um, yeah where is it now good I fuck if I know I'm just looking oh. at a I'm looking at an article on Ford Authority that was published in 2020 
Mm. Um, My favorite car nerddom is mm-hmm. uh, all of the cars in the Mad Max movies. Yes! Because they all were really built. And so, like, normally with a fandom, you would have a wiki where they would go into details about characters. Mm-hmm. Only here the wiki is about each car. Oh. And so it's like what it was comprised of, its parts, where it was built, which team, like, so made cool. it fit together. Because shockingly, when you take different cars of <laughs> different makes, often from different parts of the world, and stick them together, they mm-hmm. have problems. Right. And then it, like, charts all the problems they had while shooting because some of them while they were technically able to get them to run were either difficult to handle or downright unsafe Mm -hmm. and then what has happened to them since and i just love it's like it's like everything you would expect in a normal nerddom wiki only about (laughs) real things only the real things are cars yes it somehow just is funny to me the the ones from um fury road are so impressive yes they are I'm, and reading how they were made is even more Crazy. impressive. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to machine a part amount for a high output alternator that we put into an old Honda Accord <laughs> um, <clears throat> because we needed to run a very large battery in the car. And the mm-hmm. only way that we could do that is with a equivalently large alternator. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up putting like a super huge battery in it too, like from a plow truck. But how would you have enough room? The the engine compartment in an accord. There was like a lot of room actually. Oh, all right. Um, but Good yeah, to know. it's like it took a lot of tries and just like brute forcing it and like, yeah. do, like does that fit now? Nope, nope, not quite. Does it fit now? Yep, nope, not quite. Oh, try it again. And then it finally, finally went in. But that was just like one tiny piece exactly. of metal that we made and had rather to than taking on. two Cadillacs and fusing <laughs> them together. Yeah, I was trying to mash them up. Yeah, that would be really hard. Yeah, that car really was two fifty-seven. Do you think or that two Camaros that were like fused together would be more than the sum of their parts? Would you have exponential Camaroness? Well, I, are we talking ass and mouth or? I don't know. Probably. I like, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Yes, just having, your opinion, having two of them separated and able to drive independently is the maximum of that particular enjoyment okay. for that situation. Um, mm, but then you wouldn't be in the same car together. Right. But other cars mm-hmm. that you combined that way, ass to mouth, so to speak. Um, well, I mean, you know, that's not the only option. You could no, but I'm just go running with what you suggested. I would argue, like, I would argue, might actually be greater than the sum of their parts, right? So, like, if you had, um, if you had, like, uh, fuck, what were those, like, those fucking terrible, like, I don't know, like some Ford Explorers or something from like the early like 2016, 2015, 2010s or something like that. To to shitty ass ford explorers like yeah. ass to mouth like that would be this amazing <laughs> machine best. all of a sudden you know what i mean like, toyota yaris's yeah yeah <laughs> yep i want oh i would so, do those butt to butt i think here is but a thing that is, <laughs> the yaris a, clearly yeah totally here's a thing that i didn't know about a very famous car yes do you know the oj simpson white bronco yes yes i am a 42 year old person wait am i 43 I don't remember how I old I am. I think you're older than me. I was born in 1979, so yeah, I you're am older a, than me. I just okay. turned 43. You should be 43 because I, I think I'm 44 now. You're 44 no, I'm 43 now, and I was born in 80. But I will turn 44 oh, okay. this year oh, because 45. it's 2003. Because oh, sure. I turn at, I was at born the very in 78, end of the year. So, yeah, yes, in August, you're a year older than me. Damon's two four years older than me. Yeah. Don't steal his identity. 
three, well, three and some, but yeah, three calendar years, four years on paper. Uh, what I was going to say is that Bronco, I did not know until Damon told me the other day that somebody other than OJ was driving that Bronco. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I thought mm-hmm. he was in charge the whole time. I didn't know. How weird is that? I mean, I, the cameras weren't good enough to get a real, real good driver. Yeah, it was all shot. like overhead chopper video. Oh, you never what saw I, who was driving. What I will say to that is that I, at one point, knew that he wasn't driving it, and then forgot. And then when <laughs> you said, I was like, "Oh my god, he wasn't driving it." That's right. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds, Ned. Yeah. You get to know it and be surprised. I felt like I've been missing out on the huge component of this story the whole time. Uh-huh. Day, I was like, when OJ was driving that Bronco and Damon's like, OJ wasn't driving. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. No, he got into like a slow speed car chase for hours. Mm-hmm. It was on television. He's like, yeah, he was like in the vehicle, but he wasn't driving. I was like, right. a, a whole other human being was involved in this that I didn't know existed. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. It's just super weird. Again, like it was just a holdover from 2022, the year of the subtitle after the film, comma that dead body was sank and the lake has risen up again. Mm. <laughs> I must admit that was not the famous car I thought you were going to reference when you were oh. like, I found out a thing about a famous car. I was my brain was like, which famous car would it be? Which car? Which car did you think it was? It was Louis Matar's famous car. Yes. Well. There's only one famous car that only ever comes to mind, and oh. I always like to think that I would think of others, but it's I only only have famous eye, uh, famous car eyes mm-hmm. for the um, the Porsche hearse from from Harold and Maude. Oh, oh fuck yeah, that Porsche hearse! I haven't seen it because I've only seen a few minutes of that movie because I was like, nope, I don't like it. Oh, I love it. Damon is I one of Damon's favorite movie. movies of all time. That's why I like him. You two can totally it's one of my watch favorite it together. Movies. I'll watch it in the background and be free to like leave the room whenever I get bored. I mean, but there's... I should love this you movie. You should, yes. I'm I know. Like, are you familiar with his hobby? I really I feel like know. you should love this movie. His hobby is like setting up scenes of his own suicide, right? Right. Yes. It's, and they're I know. very good. I get it. I they're get it. I good. should want to like it. And for some reason, I'm just like, I think what it is is something about the quality of the film reminds me of like watching TV when I was a kid. And usually that was when I was sick or something was wrong. And so like, it just gives me this creeped out vibe of like unsettling childhood anxiety. Sure. Yeah. I mean, unsettling childhood anxiety is an under theme of the film so you know so i uh two corrections one it's actually it's a jaguar hearse you're right thank you i thank you i'm embarrassed i was like i have to say this out loud and then i was like no no you're fine you're good i no, but now people will respect me less (laughs) i mean there are rules there like there's ways to get around that we'll we'll work with you on that one yeah um but uh i also I've watched most of the movie and I don't, I think like there's something about it that just like, like there's many scenes that I appreciate and I absolutely enjoy, like I I enjoy Harold. I enjoy Maude. I enjoy many of the scenes, but Mm -hmm. I just somehow like, it just feels like, I I don't know. I mean, you could criticize their chemistry. I I don't, I it's funny to say it that way like maybe I guess like I don't given some themes in the film yeah but like I don't it's not like it doesn't bother me like I don't have a problem like it's more just like um like I think I just I I struggle to feel engaged with the film yes me too that's what Mm, it is it's not it's not about the content I like I watched it because I really enjoy like the concept of it and much of it I was like excited to watch and learn about the story but then I I just struggle to get 
drawn into sure. the yeah, story in yeah, a meaningful yeah, yeah. way. And it's not like I'm not grossed out by any of it. I'd love they, no, like they have this like point. adorable. It's fantastic. Like it's this great story. It's just like I'm like I don't know. I just don't. I, I find Bud Court's performance, who played Harold, mm-hmm. to be yeah. just uh, magnetic. Sure. I, I yeah. find his face. He. I just. I, I'm never not delighted by his performance. In I, that can, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very good. It's just. I I think just like at the end of it, I was just. It's okay like, to not like things. Eh. Yeah. yeah. It's legit. Yeah. Like the quiche, you can just you could find it a little too salty. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you can know Harold and Maude and still not like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't or hate I think it. You like would, I you would I, know I, cinema. I yeah. know cinema. And I would like to assure you that this right. is not <laughs> this a good movie. It is. I would say it's a very good movie. And um, I absolutely think it's worth watching. I think it's um, a better film than it is a movie. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's fair. Yes, I would agree with that statement. Absolutely. Terrible movie, excellent film. Excellent film. Mm-hmm. Watch the film, just don't bother with the movie. Right. <laughs> That's good advice for everybody all the time. Yeah. And swimming on an well, empty or not empty stomach. Right. Should Up we should we end the long story short episode with another long story short? Um, yes. I do have to go. Yes. Tell us a long story short, Ned. Okay. Um, so. Have you ever had a surprise sandwich, like something a friend made and plopped down in front of you unexpectedly? Yes. Yes, but I'm wary. Okay. Well, <laughs> long story short, it wasn't what I would call a good time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I, I do. But I often reflect on that day frequently. Could I have done things differently? Should I have done things differently? You know, there are always good things that come of something that's so tragic. So I try to focus on that. Um, I mean, what else could one do in that situation? Right. I yeah, I, I have you're no doing advice. the best you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably were too, but it mm. doesn't necessarily recover anything. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, well um, I guess I just want to say thanks everybody for listening, and don't forget you can email us, especially if you have thoughts and ideas about anything we've talked about today yeah um, yes please and e- email dana she'll forward your email to whoever you want to target it at or go to the website but dana's email address d-a-n-a at fcbm.io and our website is fcbm.io and that's it that's all i gotta say on that sweet excellent thanks, everybody okay thanks everybody